Hey, this is Mike Herrera. You're listening to Magnified Pod. This is a yelling podcast. From poking at you to plans and everything in between, this is Magnified Pod, the only podcast that discusses culture, religion, politics, and the entire discography of everyone's favorite left coast punks, MXPX. And we're back. Hello. I'm Andrew. I'm John. This is our podcast. Yeah. It's about MXPX and stuff. And the cooties. <laughs> and the cooties. John, this is our first non-MXPX uh, yeah. episode. I mean, if you don't count the Def Leppard. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that's count it, the Def Leppard, but... It is canon now. This, Yeah, it's another spinoff project of theirs, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is exciting new territory. It is. You know, because as I was... And we'll get into it. Yep. As we do. But as I was listening to Let's Play House over and over again, mm-hmm. I found that I felt differently about that album than I do about MXPX albums. Yeah. And I found myself like giving the cooties maybe a little bit more grace than I would give to (laughs) MXPX if they had produced similar tracks. I think that's fair. Um, But it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's certainly a fun album. Yeah. Um, But we will, we will get there. John, we have, we we might actually jump into some voicemails early. Just dive in there. Just dive in. But before we proper get into a chunk of the voicemails, because um, there are some continuing controversies. Um, <laughs> it's the great Starburst debate of 2018. <laughs> yes. You know, this, this, some, you know, might talk about the, the, the late great snowball fight right, of sure. 2006, yeah. but this is the Starburst debate of mm-hmm. 2018 with ever, ever the so many hottest of takes. Uh-huh. That wasn't even a saying or a f- <laughs> anyway, there, we got an interesting, uh, voicemail from our boy, Nikki P. Nichols. Nichols. Our boy Nichols. <laughs> uh, and he he has a couple thoughts. He's going to start off with a couple thoughts about our most, most recent episode, but he's going to end it with uh, a couple questions that I feel that we did bring up in a previous episode that he wanted us to get into a little bit more. So let's uh, hear what Nichols has to say. Hello, dudes. Uh, it is Nikki P. on the pod once more. I'm just finished your Left Coast Alive episode. Um, I got three things. Number one, calling out Riker. Riker, you're a nice dude. <laughs> but if life in general isn't in at least in your top five, 
Uh, I don't understand, dude. It's just freak. It's the no matter who you are, no matter what your favorite album, life in general is the crown jewel. Correct. Of the MXTX discography, it's just it's just a fact. It's undisputable. <laughs> it's, it's just it just is. It's indisputable. You, you know, and just as as God know. revealed Himself to Moses, as I am, <laughs> or I will be, whoever I will be, so does. <laughs> So does life in general reveal itself to you? Is teach teach in the MXP <laughs> preach. Uh, number two, in commenting on Left Coast Live, I think that you guys are right about the de- that the the crowd noise needs to stay off the album, mm-hmm. and it needs to just stay on the the video. Edit that crap out on on the album. Like if I'm not watching the crowd, and I just I don't want to hear them. Don't want to hear them. And number three, in relation to y'all talking about Thanksgiving and um, knowing about your, I think Andrew said he was vegan or vegetarian, and that John, that you are pescatarian light, um, I want to ask what your thoughts are on the whole PETA thing, talking about changing different phrases, like instead of bringing home the bacon, bringing home the bagels. Um, what do you guys think about that? And also, why are you guys, what's your eating choices, um, your diet? What are you guys, uh, what do you guys do? Why do you guys do that? Is it because you're against factory farming? Are you into animal ethics? Both and, or is there something else? Love to get deep to the magnified pod lore. Anyways, that's it for me. Uh, many smooches, magnified <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yes, John. Lots of, lots of lots hot takes. Chew on. Lots to chew on. Um, none of the fat. Right. Get it? Just the, just the tofu. Yeah. Okay. So, we both have opinions about PETA. Your thoughts and ideas about them. <laughs> um, why don't? Okay, why don't we clue people into what he's talking about if yeah. if they haven't heard? So, PETA, no stranger themselves to controversies. Indeed, um, they sent out a tweet um, on the fourth, so it would be for for us. It was just a couple days ago, and they said words matter, and as our understanding of social justice evolves, our language evolves along with it. Here's how to remove speciesism from your daily conversations. Stop using anti-animal language. Instead of, instead of kill two birds with one stone, say feed two birds with one scone. <laughs> That's, That's fake news. <laughs> um, be the guinea pig. That's not even a saying I've ever heard. I think it's like for testing. Kind of like, I'm going to be their guinea pig. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Not like a mantra, like, be the guinea pig. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Um, be the guinea pig. Instead, say, be the test tube. Sure. Um, beat a dead horse. Instead, say, feed a fed horse. Sure. Um, instead of bring home the bacon, bring home the bagels. And instead of take the bull by the horns, say, Take the flower by the thorns. Um, these are 
with the exception of Bring Home the Bagels. That's fair. I might throw that one out there. This is, I mean, Bring Home the Bagels is actually pretty solid. <laughs> um, because if anybody brings home some bagels for me, I'm in. I'm, I'm totally in. <laughs> um, I, but I think the removing the cultural context for why any of these make sense, sure. like feed two birds <laughs> with one scone makes no fucking sense. Yeah, kind of... like you can feed many birds with a single scone. <laughs> sure, Dep- and but who oh, who's boy. to say that? I mean, what kind of scone are we talking here? If it's a blueberry scone, I'm not sure if I'm going to be sharing that blueberry scone. <laughs> yeah, with two birds. No. I mean, that's a pr- that's like a pretty pricey piece of food. I mean, it's not like a piece of bread where you can get a right. roll for like cheap. You have to go like get a special pastry and feed two birds with it. Seems like that seems like those birds are gonna get be getting the beatus before too long. <laughs> what kind of birds are we talking about here anyway? Are these I mean are we talking like an ostrich? Pigeons? Yeah, are we talking emu here? Like <laughs> I mean that actually feeding scones to birds, I mean that that actually doesn't sound very ethical. Because yeah, it's not probably not it's probably not preferred. very healthy. No. It's not their preferred uh but anyway, if they just stopped here, I don't disagree with the concept that words matter, and as our understanding of social justice evolves, our language evolves along with it. If that was the end of it, um, I mean, I don't disagree sure. with that statement. This is this is where people are like, you should be she. I want to say, you know, I want to be able to call, you know, people whatever i want and everybody's just so sensitive it's like you know some some language evolves and i think to their point that um there is validity to that however they continued just as it became unacceptable to use racist homophobic or ableist language phrases that trivialize cruelty to animals will vanish as more people begin to appreciate animals for who they are and start bringing home the bagels instead of the bacon so (laughs) that so here's my thoughts about PETA I have heard from multiple people that like what PETA actually is is conservatives trying to create like a demonized figure of the left that's like so over the top that it's just like this joke like punchline and i'm not one to believe conspiracy theories but the stuff they do is so like insane that i'm just like i can't understand it as anything other than like trolling or just trying to look like what the right thinks liberals are, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, mean, I, I can't I, figure them out. They are very strange. Yeah, it's <laughs> everything that they are have, they do as far as a lot of their commercials. They're like oh, hyper sexualized ad campaigns yeah. that they do too. Um, but equivocating, not equivocating, but uh. What's the word I'm looking for? Comparing? Yeah. I mean, putting, bring home the bacon on par with, you know, slavery (laughs) or, you know, homophobia. Yeah. It's just like, 
bro. <laughs> this isn't even in the same ballpark. Yeah. But you know, now that you now that you say that, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me that that they that that has some sort of uh, validity to that conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's 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 one of the most absurd uh comparisons. Like Their stuff is always just super out there and wacky and Yeah. Doesn't seems more like a click hole. Uh, yeah, post it does. Than a post. It does. Most of their stuff. Yeah, I'm. You know, I. Uh, we can get into why we became vegan because, I mean, I, I, it it was a whole big process for me. It wasn't like an overnight. I made the decision to stop eating all animal products one day. It was a slow kind of elimination of one food after another over a series of uh, life experiences and books and documentaries and just uh, soul-searching about what matters to me. But this all started in 2005 for me um, when I wanted to essentially start eating healthier it was it essentially started off with me doing things for my health um having watched um parent my my dad go through a couple heart attacks and um people on my dad's side of the family have various heart issues i thought you know what i need to mm-hmm. start thinking about how i eat so i started uh, I essentially gave up just meat, uh, uh, beef, chicken, pork. I still ate literally everything else, seafood, eggs, cheese, you know, all of it. Um, but over the course of a number of years, um, I started giving up milk. I, I stopped drinking milk and I replaced it with a non-dairy alternative and I stopped eating eggs and then I stopped eating seafood um and then cheese was ultimately one of the last things to go but it started becoming to me more and more about how we treat living things mm-hmm. it just started to seem to me that uh I I have the choice I can live without animal products, um, and I can be healthy without them, but I just, I just couldn't, one, one of my ethics is I want to try and move through life doing as little harm as I can. Mm -hmm. And part of that for me is trying to live a nonviolent life. And I put that in the same category as how I eat because if some other creature has to die for me to eat, I just don't really want to be a part of that. And, you know, anytime I have this conversation with people, 
one of two things happens. They get defensive and feel like I'm making a value judgment about how they eat, which I never do. I rarely bring this up unless somebody directly asks me about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the other thing is it becomes a game of gotcha where they try and find a way, a loophole for a, a way that I am messing up or they, they'll be like, well, what, what about, a, what a, yeah. Yeah, it becomes a whole, what about conversation? Right. And, and basically I say, I, I, I do my best. I'm not yeah. going to claim perfection or uh, try and be holier than thou and say that, my way of doing things is the best. I'm sure that there'd be plenty of vegans out there who would not even consider me vegan enough. Sure. Um, my buddy Moby. Yes. We talked about. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but I value animals too much to, um, want to hurt them in any way. And I don't see the difference between, um, my cat and a pig yep. or a cow or a chicken, I find them all beautiful. And, and this might sound kind of corny to some people, but like this last summer, Dana and I, my wife, we took a trip to an animal sanctuary in mm-hmm. New York and it was an extremely profound experience. I haven't um, for those of you who don't know what a farm sanctuary, it, it, what it is, it's a place where it's essentially an animal rescue where, but it's for animals that would otherwise be caught up in factory farming. So cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, sheep, goats, the, the whole just pretty much all the stuff that people would think would um, end up on a plate and getting to hear stories about the animals and how they all have names and how they ended up there. And um, like I had never pet a cow before Mm -hmm. and it was kind of an emotional thing because they're so large, but they're so gentle and soft I mm-hmm. never knew a cow was so soft. That's cool. And so I have a bunch of pictures on my personal Instagram of me with farm animals and and this cow uh, named Faith, who was my favorite. She was a sweetheart. Um. So yeah, it it it, it was a slow transition for me to get here, um, but it. It matters a whole lot to me and our, and, you know, Dana's also vegan. We both feel strongly about this, but, um, we don't, we, we don't typically go out of our way to be like, you know, like I'm a vegan and like, and <laughs> I don't, it's, that's not, it's not how we do things, but no. So that's the sort of abridged version. Mm-hmm. What about, uh. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm similar. I think you worded it well that, like, we're just trying to do our best. <laughs> and yeah. I think as you get older, as we talked about, like, 
the song Suburban Home by Descendants that right. SPX covers. This is definitely something I struggle with as like, you know, somebody who considers punk and <laughs> working for justice and, and all these things that have been an important part of my identity. I struggle with that as we get older and, you know, and you start raising a family and selling out. Uh, but like, yeah, I think as you reach a certain age and you start especially raising kids and we're talking about the ideals we want to show them and um, those struggles never really go away. You know, I wrestle with, is it right for us to own a house at all? Is it right for us to live in the suburbs? Um, mm-hmm. Is it right for us to, I don't know. It, it's just so hard, the degrees of like incremental change and in what you decide to commit to. And because if you really think about it too much, it's like, well, why do we, why are we even, let's just sell all our stuff and go to the border or go to right. Israel, Palestine or go to right. developing Africa. And like, so I think I have a hard time sometimes with the notion that like, well, why are we all just complacent? We should just be going for it. But then I'm like, but I'm not really doing anything. So anyway, right. I think this is a long way of saying basically like it's one thing we've decided to do that can be helpful <laughs> for the world possibly. Um, and it kind of started for us with, uh, my wife read, uh, well, we were watching a bunch of documentaries and reading books and stuff as people do about 10 years ago. I think the book eating animals came out Yep, that, and that was a big one for a lot of that people. Was, I think, I mean, I was already, I think I was already vegan at that point, but, uh, so it's by Jonathan Safran for a lot of people would know him for his fiction, mm-hmm. extremely loud and incredibly close. Everything is illuminated. Um, but yeah, he wrote a nonfiction book about how we consume animals and the factory farms. And he talks to people who work in the industry, who are opposed to the industry. It's a very fascinating book and it yeah. blew my mind stuff that I thought I already knew. Right. Yeah. I think it was a really, um, readable account yes. for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it can be so daunting to try to, um, you know, get into the whole issue. And I think he breaks it down in a good way. So we were already kind of having those conversations and we, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, your cat and pigs because we had watched a documentary. I can't remember if we've talked about this on the pod or not, but it wasn't even like one that was particularly highlighting the awfulness of factory farming or anything. It was just one that happened to show a bunch of pigs running around. Yeah. And I think it was not long after we got Harriet, our dog and Jenny was just like, that looks exactly like our dog. Like what's the difference? And when you do research, it's like pigs are probably smarter than French bulldogs. (laughs) And it just becomes kind of arbitrary where you decide to start drawing those lines. So anyway, that's kind of, yeah, we stopped eating meat, but again, like I, you know, if it's really about fully committing to an ethical lifestyle, like it's probably just as bad that we're continuing to eat dairy because that's, as bad it is a lot of factory farming with meat and so anyway it's one of those yeah you like you can't ever go all the way right towards living an entirely um positive no <laughs> lifestyle you're always um, going to affect things i mean the the far end of the of the spectrum is becoming a jane 
and sure. you know, like literally wearing masks over yeah. your face so you don't accidentally eat a bug and and just right. being just and I I don't think that necessarily is I think I can respect that sort of way of doing things. Um but the the connection as well to climate change that yeah consumption of animal products has it's it's undeniable it's a big part of it so for for even i remember reading some statistics that um how much water i mean we i mean we I mean the whole whole thing aside from the you know carbon dioxide that is produced or the traveling and how much you know uh, getting meat to places all over over the country um so um an estimated 1800 to 2500 gallons of water go into a single pound of beef yeah um that's outrageous yeah um and when when you think about how much how little fresh water we actually have um and, and I also think about California and all the fires and how everything's so dry and and I think about how are we using our resources um but doing small things like eating less like doing it for like a couple meals every week eating another statistic is eating one less burger a week mm-hmm. is equivalent of taking your car off the road for 320 miles. Mm. So that's a big deal. That's something. Um, eating or skipping steak once a week, it would be equivalent to taking your car off the road for nearly three months. Mm. So these are putting them in terms of tangible ways that can affect our environment and our climate. I mean, aside from the fact that when you, you know, people compare dogs and pigs quite a bit as in, and one of the things like, and I, I can appreciate that because that's sort of a, that's one way that kind of an entry point to that people think like, well, I mean, what's the, the pig is just sort of like a hairless dog in a lot of ways. Um, But it's also a way of that humans create a hierarchy of importance. Right. And we put intelligence at the top of that list, which is why primates are always at the top. You Mm -hmm. know, like we protect primates far more than we protect other animals that we might perceive as less intelligent. Sure. But even still, we still do animal testing on monkeys. Yeah. Um, and that really troubles me. Um, and of course there are all kinds of arguments about the, well, the greater good and sure. if we are studying this to better human lives and and everything it's like that's a whole that that sort of um 
level of ethics is is sort of above my um yeah. you know my pay grade and my ex- experience or expertise and but they're conversations worth having yeah um yeah yeah i just i was just going to say i think you can you can twist yourself in knots trying to decide where to draw the line with what and right reducing consumption of animal products you know may not correlate with ending racism as well as we'd want or um, well according to PETA sure <laughs> or you know eliminating the gap between the poor and the rich and it's just where do you decide to to try to do something and i think like you're saying the answer is just you just do the best you can and you choose the things choose that you something. can choose yeah and and try to commit to some things yeah. so anyway yeah you you call out the injustice and inequality that you see yeah and you know try and do your best to be better yeah one of the one one closing thought sure uh one of the things that stuck with me from eating animals too is he asks you know nick asked about thanksgiving jonathan seffron for in that book i think talks about like what would it be like for you to give up meat this thanksgiving or something mm. And Jenny and I were reading that, and I was just like, I can't imagine that. Like, right. And we were just saying in the last episode, like, eh, turkey, who cares? Like, at right. this point, it's just become, pro- I don't know what, what my eating habits would be if Jenny wasn't <laughs> part of my life, but, like, her stopping eating meat led to me. And then yeah. now it's just, I've just become so used to it. I don't really right. think about it. So, yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's it's amazing that I, too, remember saying such silly things as I could never give up right. fill in the blank. Yeah. And human beings have an enormous capacity for change. Yeah. And the only thing that keeps people from making that change is either apathy or laziness or just, you know, um, they just don't, yeah, they just don't care. You could, you can give up cheese. I promise. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it's not in, in the, in the list of things that are difficult in life. <laughs> um, not being able to eat cheese is pretty low. Sure. Um, but thanks Nick. Yeah. That yeah. was an interesting question. I knew I I had wa- knew I had wanted to talk about this at sure. some point. I yeah. just didn't feel like I don't know shoehorning it into an episode <laughs> would be yeah would be appropriate. But um, Nikki P, thank you for that question. Yeah. Um, so why don't we get into some other uh, voicemails? Let's do it. Um, why don't we why don't we start as we did last time? Why don't we start with a new a new voicemail, a new listener, new Nice. What are we? I don't even know what I'm saying. First time caller. Yep. How about that? Our girl Lindy. Hmm. All right. This is Lindy from uh Lindy's Pretty Pout YYC on uh Instagram. Um uh, this is my first time calling, so I really wonder what Google is uh, going to transcribe my name as. <laughs> um, and also, I want to say, let Daniel out of the basement. He's hungry. <laughs> um, 
and uh, obviously the best album of the year was the NRXTX album. Like they're, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm still not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, December song unless it's live and just Mike singing. I'm just saying. That's all. Bye. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Lindy. Uh, thanks, Lindy. Thanks for calling. So, um, a couple things. Um, Google uh, transcribed it as, all right, this is Wendy, Wendy. from Wendy's Pretty Pricey on Instagram. <laughs> I hope there is a Wendy's Pretty Pricey <laughs> Wendy's account. Pretty Pricey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's people who t- go to a Wendy's and, and get... Point out the- <laughs> Exorbitant amounts for certain <laughs> menu items. They're like, oh, hey, that's uh, it's pretty pricey there. <laughs> Is that the Canadian Wendy's that's account? The, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, it'd have to be. I'm a, since, yeah. since Lindy is from Alberta, Alberta I think. I think yeah. yeah, another. It's our, so our second Canadian caller. Woo. Um, so also, we're never, let, never letting Daniel out of <laughs> Danny's <laughs> stairs from under the stairs, wherever he's hiding. Um. But so she had mentioned December and how she's not a big fan of it, but if it's played live, because Mike the other night did play December Hmm. live on acoustic and it sounds great. Cool. He's been playing some pretty solid Instagram, Facebook shows. And last night he did some covers. He did an Arthur cover. Nice. And I think he, I think at least he started, I don't remember if he played the full thing, but he, he played some Arthur, but then he also played, I guess that's not technically a cover if he wrote it, but, uh, he played Olympia Washington by Rancid. Nice. And I commented that it was, the most coherent that song ever was. <laughs> Olympia, Olympia. Um, it's okay. I'm not gonna do my. <coughs> really doing my Tim here. Armstrong is yeah. uh, it's it's murder on the old, old on the old fox. It's tough, yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's. Why don't we go to. Some CJ. We got CJ has a couple. We'll just stick with the Canada theme. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, CJ here. I uh, I, I finished uh, Left Coast Live episode. It, it was good. I, lo- I love that record. I'm with you guys, though. Good takes. I'm, I'm with you on, uh, you know, it's probably not as good as at the show nope. uh, and the mix and all that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I got a couple things here. Um I might take you guys up on, on that video offer. I do have, I had an idea for a video for uh, uh, the way we do. And uh, and then when they announced they were doing um, videos for all the songs, I was like, oh man, I guess I won't do it then. But that video, I think it's just a lyric video. It's not that great anyway. I might do it. <laughs> like, uh, do maybe it, I man. Do it on here. It's still my idea. It'll be funny though. I yes. might do it. Give me a couple months. Yes. Uh, I, or, I, you know, I need my wife and kids on board. So, uh, Ooh, interesting. We'll, I'll let you know how that goes. Um, yeah, I got, I got vinyl for left coast live. Um, I'm kind of bummed out that you guys missed out on that, yeah. but I think in 2015, they, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. I joined the PX, uh, PX, 
uh, club that was great when I was kind of coming back into MXPX and uh, I was listening to Mike's podcast and he said, oh, only PXPX members will get it and uh, or get the video. I think it was to get the video download or something like that. And I signed up and I was too late, so I didn't get it then. But then I think it was like six months later, they announced the vinyl with the digital download of the video and the MP3s. And, uh, and so I like set my clock and I bought it the second it went on sale. And, uh, I remember I emailed Tom C and was like 30 bucks. Like you guys could have charged so much more for this. He's like, well, we want to keep you guys around. And like, that was like the best deal in years on an MXPX anything. 30 bucks gave you the vinyl and, uh, and digital download of the video and the MP3. So it was pretty, pretty rocking deal. <clears throat> yeah. 30 bucks is pretty good deal. a steal. Let's uh let's get some of that pricing structure going again, bros. Yeah, let's uh yeah. I want those PX Punk heads from the vinyl collection in my life. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean some I think I don't know. I think as we talk about this and he said, you know, there was this like you know, it was going to be the video, and then sometime down the road, um, they're like, oh, it's gonna, there's going to be a vinyl, and there's going to be the video, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, the, the quality of the of it just doesn't, just doesn't seem to match the audio quality, just doesn't, yeah. like, it wasn't even, I don't know, it seems like it wasn't even part of the plan. Right. To begin with, or anything, it just seems like, well, oh, it's six months later. Let's do, let's do the vinyl or something. Mm-hmm. We have some more uh, CJ. Hey guys, CJ here again. Um, yeah, the reason I, I love Left Coast Live, though, actually, I got to see MXPX uh, two nights in Calgary um, last year, or that was July of seventeen. Yeah, and the set was really similar to Left Coast Live. Um, like, they started at the same, they ended at the same, same encore tracks, exactly. Um, so it was it was cool to see them. I can confirm, oh, yeah, you guys were talking about on I'm OK, You OK, those sick harmonies at the end that were added. I, I'm a, I'm 85% sure that was Tom. Huh. Uh, I, I, I have video, actually. I'll send you guys the link. I took video, uh, and I was on Tom's side. I was really close to him. And I think I have that clip. But anyway, I, I'm 100% sure that was him. It sounded freaking amazing. Um, so, yeah, the set was similar then, still in 17. We got to hear, though, they did do Play It Loud, and they did uh, The Capital, which John mentioned both of those songs uh, when you guys were chatting about some good uh, before everything and after tracks. Yeah, those were good. Seriously. I got to see those live. So that was awesome. Um, <clears throat> fuck, man. Mike is so sick on bass. You guys are not kidding. When you see it live, you're like, Oh my God, like he nails every, like the bass lines are ridiculous. The way he's, you know, changed Chick Magnet, the stuff he's added in other songs. It's like, it's just, it's amazing to watch. It's so freaking good. Um, what else I got about that? Oh yeah, I'm with you guys on the gaps. That was the first thing I thought, like there's all these dead air gaps in West Coast Live. Like even on the video, some of them get a little long, like those definitely could have been cut out. Um, but it's, you know, I... I actually, um, Party My House Be There, I'm really glad they abbreviated it. Like, I I know it was a hit back in the day kind of for them. Uh, it's, I don't think that song's aged that well. It was fun to hear, the, 
hear it on Left Coast Live, but they did an abbreviated version. I don't know if you noticed mm-hmm. that. And that was definitely a good call. So they did make some some good calls on there. I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah, I didn't mind the shorter no. lip, um, part Party. of my house be, yeah. be there. I mean, it's a, it's a fan favorite. <laughs> I don't. Not one of my <laughs> I know you hate the song. I don't hate it. It's no, just... you hate you hate it, and anybody who likes it. <laughs> That's I right. remember. I remember what you said. <laughs> I was staring at you as I said. Um, yes, CJ, we fully support you uh, doing a video. Yeah, we please get in on that. Yeah, that'd be super awesome. Yep. Um, Danny stares left us like. 170 <laughs> voicemails. Like two of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, some of them are some of them are pretty short, but here he has some. Uh, he, this is. Hey guys, your boy Danny Stairs again. Uh, just calling to say I don't know how Doctor Mandigo feels about it, but as your attorney, I definitely would sign off on the phrase that Mike was taking the detail trained to boner town with old andrea uh so uh that's uh you know that's something I'm, i can get down with uh really speaking the language that i like to take to the courtroom with me as i'm sure you can imagine i'm like your honor y'all blow and also you know i'd like to take the d train to boner town here so anyhow guys talk to you later oh man thank you for your legal counsel as yeah, always we 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 keep danny stairs on retainer because I uh I don't know if we ever get in any hot water. Yeah, I, we gotta. When A and M comes after us, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get yeah. ready, Danny. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get you <laughs> flying out here to <laughs> cover our asses. Yeah. Um, he has some also, uh, the second person on this ep to take on Riker. Mm. Hey guys, Danny Stairs again. Uh, I was it Riker who said the yellow. <laughs> Uh, Starburst were good. I know I left a mention about this morning, but been hours. I can't remember. I just got his hot take on his uh, definitive ranking of MXPX albums. It's no surprise he likes the Yellow Starburst, honestly, if you put life in general that long. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on up there in Canada, but something's not right with that dude. All right, bye. So Striker Striker does not th- live in Canada. He he's in Michigan, close. Yeah, but. He is maybe Danny Stairs assumed he was from Canada because uh, our boy Riker Stryker said he was on the other side oh, of right. Lake Michigan, sure. so maybe he just assumed. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and another final thought from Danny Stairs. Hey guys, Danny Stairs again. Um, <laughs> just you know, I don't know what's going on with Riker. He's really getting to me this week. Um, I just wanted to let him know. I, I like that he went with the Star Wars uh, analogy. I, I don't know if he was 100% right on that. But the one that he missed with his secret weapon is definitely the Jar Jar Binks of <laughs> MXPX Battle. All right. Next. Uh, what was it? Was Next time for life. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, I, I co-signed that. Yeah, statement. I co-signed that 100%. Yeah, it's... It might... Misa might. teaming with Aaron Sprinkle again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drown him with a bunch of gungans. <laughs> um, oh, Star Wars sticks. references. <laughs> All right, so uh, here's April. Hey guys, it's April. I'm listening uh, through that Left Coast Live episode, 
and I'm dying laughing because that little shout out, yeah, you are. <laughs> First time I heard that, I was like, dang, was that me? But I wasn't actually at that show. So I think it's hilarious that you guys thought it was me too. Usually that would be me. So, um, yeah, good call. Great episode so far. Love you guys. Yeah. Thank you, April. Appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> we have another, we have another Nikki P. Uh, with a hot take, and maybe, maybe he's uh, he's got his finger on the MXPX tour pulse. Mm. Bros, 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 and <laughs> magnified pod family. It's your boy Nikki P. But I am sure that you guys have heard the December collab with Pierre and Emily. Fosh. And it's a freaking jam because um, I've seen you post about the Christmas album. But I wanted to go back and talk about when we talked about uh, the ideal tour for MXPX. And I don't know if you listen to the uh, My Career podcast, but towards the end, uh, him and Pierre were freaking talking about uh, collabing and making a song for another tour. So, what I'm saying is that I anticipate a tour, or at least a mini tour, with MXPX and and uh, I just want to call uh, first, you know, comment first on that. Uh, you heard it first on Magnified Pod, uh, Nikki P from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> anyway, hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving and all that jazz. Magnified Pod for life. Smooches. <laughs> yeah. What would you What would you think about a? Uh... I think I've said on the pod that I don't know Simple Plan at all, really. <clears throat> yeah. There's um. There's a handful of songs I remember knowing. I do anything. Oh, I know that one. <clears throat> um, and I remember thinking that was like, oh, this is poppy AF. Yeah, that's my it's, impression. I but, mean, it'd uh, probably be fun. Yeah, but like, I wouldn't. Um, I would take a MXPX Simple Plan tour over, which what we have now, which is no, no tour. tour. Agreed. Um, however, late breaking news. Um, last night on the live stream, Mike did say that a Chicago show would happen. Oh shit! But he—that's—that's that's all he said. Okay. Was it you saying when is the Chicago show going to no, happen? No, he, he, he was actually saying this to Danny <laughs> Stairs. Oh, funny. So. Uh, I don't know. That's all. That's all we got. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not empty platitudes. No. Did I he, did he give a timetable on that. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. Why would he? I'd support a simple plan tour. That probably would it's get been some, a while. <laughs> some tickets sold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is the this fa- the is, Phantom Cackler has returned? Is this Danny Stairs calling from a landline or something? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> um, Cackler, leave us some clues. Let us let us figure out your identity. Well, I think we he might have revealed it. Oh, really? Hey guys, this is Mike Mullen, <laughs> and uh, I just want to say uh, thanks for uh, you know giving me a shout out. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some people say I'm a pirate, punk rock pirate. But uh, yeah, thanks for uh, you know talking about me on the show, guys. Uh, you know, 
Uh, looking to hear from you guys. You know, have me on, have me on the show, guys. You know, my calling. Incredible. Incredible. Mike Moen. Mike, thank you for calling <laughs> thank in. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Oh, man. Hey, John. Yes. Um, what, are, what are some of your favorite Neutral Boys songs? <laughs> One of them is called A Dick to Cry On. About <laughs> his girlfriend left him for a guy. <laughs> no. Instead of a shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Uh, there, were, <laughs> there were a handful of other ones. That There's I, like one called like kick him in the head or something. It's just like <laughs> exclusively aggro and like vulgar. Yeah. I, I love it. But I think, uh, was it you that showed me a picture <laughs> yeah. that it's like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. This dude looks got a giant beard. <clears throat> yep. He does kind of look like a punk. He pirate. does look <laughs> like a punk pirate. Yeah. So, um thanks everybody for all your <laughs> yeah your voicemails we appreciate that keep them coming keep them coming i mean we might we might have to get to a point uh one of these days <laughs> Put where the old magpod filter on there yeah i mean just um okay you know we do what i i did skip a couple of them maybe we'll keep some of these in for the uh for the um patreon yeah Call. What's up, dudes? Your boy Danny Stairs. Uh, <laughs> Calling about the Starburst uh, challenge or whatever you're doing. Uh, raise a concern. Uh, one of my concerns is about some of the rankings. Anybody who likes the yellow at all, they're just disgusting as a human being. Sorry, Riker. You seemed like a nice guy, but I'm, I also am retracting anything nice I ever said about you. But also, uh, maybe because you bought the expired Starburst. The yellow that when you mix it with the red that April says is good, maybe your yellow is just expired and so it's just gotten strong. So I think you guys need to do it again with some fresh servers. Uh, don't get any of nonsense, uh, Jurassic World or whatever. You know, you gotta, you gotta get the good stuff, Andrew. Come on. That's, that's why I'm paying this Patreon money. <laughs> Make you guys so rich. You can afford the, uh, brand new servers, not the old expired ones. Alright, dude? Alright, bye. That's okay. fair. So here's the thing. The the Starbursts themselves weren't expired. No. Well, they were good through next year. Okay. I love that they even have an expiration date. <laughs> yeah. Like this genetically <laughs> modified piece of goo. Hey, well, let me I'm gonna be I'm gonna be perfectly honest. You know, after last week I tossed those handful of Starbursts into my bag. Definitely ate them on the way over here. Way to go. I mean, I knew I wasn't gonna <laughs> chew on the mic again, but I'm like I knew I had, I'm a, you know, I'm a pink boy. And so I, I'm like, Man. pink boy's got to, got to eat his pink Starburst. I'm a, I'm a red Rudy. I know you life. are. Yeah. You're, 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 you're red ride or die. That's right. Red uh, riders. <laughs> mount up. Red strikers. <laughs> uh, the, there was an orange in there. I ate it because I wanted to eat Starburst, but it Fair. certainly was not as good. Um, so I feel perfectly confident in my current ranking. Yeah, I, pink, I red, or yellow. Appreciate the um, the combos. I think that was a real breakthrough. That whole the, sesh. Yes. So something that April had um, messaged me later about was how the red and the yellow combined 
They, it reminded her of like a cherry lemonade that she. Yeah. See, I said cocktail. Yeah. I think there's something there. There's something there. She's, she's a smart cookie. So credit, <laughs> where credit is due. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they truly do expire and ferment, as as Danny <laughs> Stairs is suggesting, it'll be even more like a cocktail. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe so. We'll just, you know, throw throw them into. <laughs> I don't know. Get throw them in like with a kombucha scoby, sure, or something. Why not? Seems Be, healthy. Seems legit. So we have one final, final voicemail from our boy Danny Leary of MXPX Memes. Hey, this is Danny, not Danny Stairs. The other Danny, not taking the stairs. Uh, I don't, even, I don't even know why I started this off that way. Uh, I was calling because uh, this last podcast, it was like John was asking, did I call? Because he had some umbrage with me on my uh, English beat thing from the week before, but he didn't even mention, he, then you guys leave me hanging. John's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta take something up with Danny. Oh, he didn't leave a voicemail. Okay. We'll just wait 15 more minutes. And the whole time my head is racing. I'm like, what did I, what did I say? What was wrong? And the only thing I could think of was the English beat thing that I brought up about the song, Stand Down Margaret, Wine and Grind, as I know now. But the whole time, I'm like, was I totally off about that story? Was like, because I saw in some documentary, like, 15 years ago when I first discovered the English beat, I'm like, I don't even know. It wasn't even an English beat documentary. I'm like, did I get it completely wrong? And you're going to call me out. Like, I'm just, I just making stuff up just to prove just to try to prove my point. So luckily I, you didn't, you, you didn't say that I was making up the whole thing about the two songs in one to purposely hide a political statement. But yes, I did mess up, which, which, song was the one that was on the thing so whatever so i have no idea what you guys talked about for that 15 minutes in between that and anyway i was also calling because i have no idea how you spotted me in the left coast live movie because i barely spotted myself i am sort of up front and i wasn't but the thing is just to give you a little background on that night i actually we're only, me and my wife are only up there for like the first song and a half because the crowd got so incredibly intense that like we were both being crushed, but her more importantly was being crushed. <laughs> like I, I felt responsible for it. So I was like, okay, we have to leave immediately. We have to get out of the, uh, off of this floor. And then we went up one or two little flights of stairs to get away from that. So also they filmed two nights and I was, I was thinking uh, like, I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to be on camera chickening out and leaving the pit like two songs in and like oh, i hope this isn't in the film but i don't think i don't think you see me walking away the camera's pretty well on the band yeah and that's about it that's all i was calling for magpod for life <laughs> thank you danny i'm sorry to cause you anxiety it yep. was the smallest correction ever <laughs> and did not warrant uh... <laughs> yeah i think you even referenced it's like you know why am I keep, why do I yeah. keep like talking this up? I'm glad that he brought it up. It was a cool anecdote. Yeah, listen to some English beat. 
Yep, we uh, we do have one other issue with Dan uh, Daniel Leary, Danny Leary, but we're not going to bring it up until the very end of this episode. <laughs> That's right. This we, one's a doozy. <laughs> you're not going to believe it. <laughs> Doctors hate him. This one little meme trick. Only '90s kids will understand. <laughs> No, we have nothing else about Danny Leary. All right, so All we're right. going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, going to... Cootie it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, John, I have, I have some bad news. Uh-oh. You have the cooties. Is there a there cure? Is, there's no cure. No. So um, it is terminal. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I thought I was just having fun on the beach or whatever. N- nope. <laughs> you know, these kids done fucked it up. <laughs> They're ruining your beach. No. So... When we come back, we're going to talk about the Let's Play House 1965 record, Let's Play House. And we're back. Yep. And we just had delicious, <laughs> delicious Starburst break. Our sponsor. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Starburst. Starburst. The only candy where about half of the flavors are good. <laughs> that's that's long been their tradition. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. <laughs> um, hey, let's play house. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, John, do you remember this getting this album when it came out or in the era of 1997? Yeah, I do. I'm pretty sure this is one that I picked up used uh, a little bit after the fact. <clears throat> um, I remember it. So 97, right on tooth and nail. So we got a... So Johnny has a mullet still or Johnny has <laughs> no, lost the mullet? This is 14. I'm a grown man. Okay, you're a big boy. Yes. You were you were a little boy. <laughs> you right. grew up. That's right. You were no longer li- were you still listening to Def Leppard? <laughs> no. This no. is this was post seeing the MXPX poster. Okay. Buying Teenage Politics and Life in General. Okay. So I was I was fully on board. Just trying to get the timeline, bro. <laughs> Don't get all defensive. I maybe some jorts were still in the picture occasionally. Okay. Perhaps a Florida Panthers t-shirt or two. <laughs> um, but yeah, this would be post-life in general, pretty slowly. Sweet sweet spot for them. Um, and I definitely picked it up. I I had it and I liked it, but it wasn't among my regular rotation. And I haven't revisited it much at all. How about so, you? So um, I have a lot of associations with this album. I think I got it... I can't, okay, now I'm now I'm starting to second guess myself. I thought I got it after uh slowly came out and maybe this is just like one of those fabricated memories. But I seem to remember um being surprised by the I'm okay, you're okay. Yeah. Um and mm-hmm. how it was different and that it wasn't originally an MXPX song. But I was introduced to the Cooties by 
a middle school buddy. Nice. Um, ironically, the friend, this is the friend who didn't think Christians could be punks. Wow. He thought the concepts were diametrically opposed. Hmm. Um, and I remember having several conversations with him. I was like, Christians are like the truest punks because they're against they're going against the mainstream and they're against the flow of the system. Sure. Even though it's supposed to be. <laughs> right. Exactly. But he was also the most punk friend that I had. Sure. He skateboarded. Was he a dirty punk? He <laughs> he looked and smelled like junk after he <laughs> skateboarded okay. from his house to my house and okay. was sweaty AF. Cool dude. So but yeah, he was he he was like he was pretty punk and he Introduced me to bands like No Effects and Screeching Weasel. He was, he, I think I'd mentioned this early on in the podcast that he told me that No Effects was pronounced No Fucks. That's right. <laughs> was he fucking with you or was, <laughs> did he really think that? I have no idea. Okay. Um, but, you know, so I remember being in his room and he was introducing me to all these different bands that I was like, and he had, I don't remember if it was which which Screeching Weasel album it is. It could have been more than one that um, I saw Ben Weasel's penis um, because <laughs> I that. Uh, there were like uh, I, I remember a couple images where <laughs> they're like inserts um, <clears throat> of them naked. Okay, so it's like you know that's a. Um, special memory for an eighth grader <laughs> sure to see and being like you know like that is a lot of hair by the penis <laughs> I, I am uh, it was a transitional I, time I, it was a transitional time it's like i am a child um and uh, looking at a grown man black and white picture of these punk guys and like <laughs> weasel penis weasel penis Boogada boogada boogada. Yeah. Um so anyway, yes. uh so that was my introduction. He uh showed that to me for the first time and his weasel penis. Yeah, he uh showed me he showed me the weasel penis and and my life changed from that moment. <laughs> totally. Yep. I'm trying to remember I feel like I must have known by the time I picked it up that I'm okay originated there. But yeah, I don't remember the exact timeline. Of that. No, it's, it's a little, and again, like I can't, I don't, now I don't know which came first, whether I, right. cause it had to have been in eighth grade at the very least that, you know, that I had heard this for the first time. Yeah. So I think I said on the slowly pod that I was like, partially disappointed in that song because they were just repackaging a cootie song but i can't right. remember if that was something that was happening in real time or like retroactively i started to feel that way i don't know anyway yeah i mean i'm gonna be curious as to considering how you thought mxpx was talking about yeah they weren't talking about the justice anymore. <laughs> no, not a lot of justice here. I will say... <laughs> this is like the <laughs> the antithesis of justice. <laughs> the beach. Um, no, I think 
like Shit. you were saying earlier, like I give it a certain amount of, like I give it a pass because it's like not MXPX. It's right. a different thing. And it's also probably why I didn't listen to it a ton. Right. <laughs> like I was like, that's fun, which is kind of still how I feel about it. Right. Um, but if we have not said yet, this would be the band where Mike played guitar instead right. and sang. Tom was on drums, which yep. he was a drummer originally. Yep. And then you got Giles O'Neill on the Vox. He was a bass player for 90 Pound Wuss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like before they even had any albums out. He was in it from like 95 to 96. Yeah, I don't, I didn't even see him. No, I don't on, think he played on any records. On any records. And then. But I really like his voice. I can't tell which one is which. <laughs> I like one of them because both Dale and Giles sing. I believe. Okay. Um, then I don't know. Yeah. I like one of their voices. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know who we'll, we'll do some detecting work. Yeah. Because we... I, I assume it's Giles. I think Giles is the one singing most often. Yeah. But one of them has a more sort of nasally higher up voice and one of them has a slightly gruffer, I believe. I might be talking out of my ass here. And maybe, maybe I don't up. know. But uh, yeah, so Dale Yab played bass, plays bass, played bass in the Cooties and did background vocals and also did the same in 90 Pound Wuss from 97 to 99. So he played on their second record. But And if I'm not mistaken, he was also in Slick Shoes for a while. That's right. Um, he was on Burnout. He did Wake Up Screaming. He played um, on like a <clears throat> bunch of tooth and nail bands. He was kind of like a tooth and nail journeyman for a while, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So. He was in fan mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also, <clears throat> so this is their only album. Yep. I do not believe, uh, there are any singles or videos. I don't think they ever toured, um. Yeah, let us know if you shows, let but... us know if you uh, ended up seeing the cooties somehow. Yeah, let us that know. would be that'd be cool. I they were sort of a flash in the pan, right? Certainly, and they. But here's the thing about this record: we have a lot of the same people showing up, um, produced, engineered, mixed. By our boy, Steve Kravak. Kravak. Uh, hashtag Kravak back. That's right. Get him back. Got to get him back. Um, also uh, mastered by Brian Gardner, who worked on a handful of MXPX records. In addition to? In addition to literally everything. But he mastered Poconatcha. On the cover, and slowly, um, but he he has done a lot of hip hop. You say like Tupac? Yeah. So he did. He did. He worked on Compton with Dr. Dre. Wow. Um, you can really tell. I mean, the <laughs> the production on the Cooties is just that classic Dre. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He worked on. The Bowie album, Nothing Has Changed. That's nuts. He mastered that. This dude is a legend. He, oh, 
He also mastered the Lonely Island Whack <laughs> album, which is great. Which is great. Um, it we are uh, we have made it very clear that we are big Weird Al fans, uh-huh. and that ex- for me it extends to any really well done parody. Sure. Music. They don't really do parody. They do sort of like. I don't know. What would you... Well, they kind of do like genre parody. Yeah, genre parody, style um, parody. Yeah. Um, these, are not, of, these Are Not My Pants, I think, is kind of a pinnacle of parody <laughs> by Byron's yes. weird yeah. genre of genre These songs. Are Not My Pants. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> anyway. Um, but Brian Gardner did... Uh, I guess he worked... He mastered... Some Tupac album. He's done Blink-182, Snoop, Cypress Hill, Exhibit. That's pretty wild. Um, the Venn diagram here. <laughs> Not a lot of overlap. Mystical. Mystical. L- wow, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. Mm-hmm. He did Fan Mail. Mm-hmm. Dogwood. Ace Troubleshooter. Right. You know, so he... Ray J. <laughs> Warren G, Return of the Regulator. Wow. He has a mastered of a lot of records. Like, yeah, if you just, just go to All Music and look up Brian Gardner, there are just... This is his pinnacle as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> he would never been, reach these heights. It's been all, it's all, been all downhill from... Um, from <laughs> Schoolgirl fantasy. <laughs> I mean, you can really hear the the mastery yeah. at work. Um Yes, this is a, a sillier <clears throat> and looser uh, iteration of some Mike songwriting and, and other yeah. songwriting. But um, yeah, so I wonder. Um, so I found a description of the band, mm-hmm. and it said at first the band decided to write and record only songs about parties in the beach, but they quickly realized that their chemistry would allow the band to make more legitimate music. I think there are some good songs on the record. Um, there are some unfortunate songs on the yeah. record. There are too many songs on the record. Yeah. In keeping with MXPX <laughs> discography. Yeah. It's, you know, for a, an album that has uh, 19 songs... Uh, it's only 36 minutes. It's pretty short. It's pretty short. But there are a lot of songs. There are a lot of songs. So, uh, why don't we, why don't we get into it? Let's do it. And I take it you have a a top three? I do. All right. Let's, let's start with the first song, which has no title. It is Blank. We 
So this is my number one. Oh, interesting. It it holds a special place in my heart because it was probably one of the first songs I ever learned to play I can see on that. guitar. Yeah. Especially electric guitar because it starts out with it's it's like one of the most basic yes. chord progressions of all time. Basic is what I have in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what do you think about it? No, I like it. I think it it exemplifies the record to some extent where it's like these are very basic songs. They're straight ahead punk songs. They don't yep. generally go in very many surprising directions, but they're fun and they're yep. kind of breezy and um so I think this is Giles singing. And I would say I prefer when Mike sings. Interesting. Um, or when Dale, who I believe <clears throat> sent some other songs sings. I think I think this guy works better. One thing I really like about this record is the background vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, the harmonies they come up with for choruses and other parts. And I think he works better as a, a background vocalist personally. So I was I want to mention this in a handful of songs, but Tom kicks ass on the drums. He's pretty good. He's he's no Yuri, but he's pretty good. So anyway, I and Tom had just posted recently about how he was feeling nostalgic and he'd been jamming on this record. That's awesome. Yeah, he I mean I'm gonna pull that up. He posted a picture, I guess, of his uh, car dashboard, and it said, I was geeking pretty hard on this record the other day. Sometimes I wonder what my life would have been like if I stayed a drummer. Trust me, I'm definitely happy to jump off of the drum riser, hashtag punk jumps, rather than be (laughs) stuck on it all show. Ah, memory lane. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, he's versatile. So is Mike. No, there, I mean, there, I'm, you know, I, you listen, yeah, so he's, I mean, Yuri's a beast, yeah. but also this was 21 years ago, yeah. and imagine if Tom had yeah. uh, 21 more years of sure. doing drums professionally, you know? Although, as Yuri has said, when he goes back and listens to these ones, he's like, man, these are fast. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like true. Like from this era. That, that is true. Yeah, mm-hmm. specifically, you listen to um, Life in General, you right, know, the, right. the eighth worst uh, MXPX album. As it's universally yeah. known. As it's universally yeah. known. It's just, it's just, those those songs are, are fast. Yeah. And I'm into it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to shut up and move on to the next song.
So I could be wrong, but I think when the what are you doing to yeah. I think that's a different guy. Than than who's singing the verses apart from the I shut up, I shut up <laughs> which is Mike. Which is shouty Mike. <laughs> so I think if I'm correct, I think this one this one is my number two. Okay. I think it's a good balance of all the vocalists. I'm into Shouty Mike. I like the chorus because it's got that kind of other part that's built onto it. I like, um, I like this part. Yeah, it's fun. I think this one may be a little more complex than some of their other songs. Not that it's like crazy intricate or anything, but the, there's yeah. a few different kind of directions that it it's, goes. It's uh, like most of the songs, it's uh, short on lyrical depth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he wants you to shut up or he's going to get pissed off. Yes, I, I, I gathered. So <laughs> I remember, um, keep in mind, I was... You know, 13 and a very good Christian boy. He says piss. And I had like a pearl clutching moment. <laughs> like, Mike. The vapors. <laughs> yeah, I needed. Your I fainting to, couch. Yeah, I need my fainting couch. Like, Mike said pissed. Oh, is it, it gets, gets even worse this later. Is, this is on tooth and nail? That's right. There's can, an H-double can, hockey stick. They can later. do that? Um, is, is this Christian? Are they still Christian? Why do you think they didn't have any singles or videos or tour? Tooth and Nail was like, enough of this. Maybe. Maybe they were just like, we'll put it out, but we're not going to promote it at all yeah. or something. The Lord is disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And this is, I don't know, maybe there's, I feel like there's got to be some uh, some cootie stories. Yeah. Let's hear them. I want to hear some cootie stories. Me too. We're waiting for them, just like Mike is on this song. So emo. <clears throat> Way to go, Dale. But I guess that's not true. I'm always blue. And that's because I don't have Number two. Nice. Nothing. The harmonies on those woes. Yep. It's just great. The bass, the, the walking bass, bass nice. throughout the song, the yeah. the harmonies, the sort of, yeah. it's just super melodic. The yep. My notes are, I like the harmonies and where the cor chorus goes melodically. So. I like the, the chord progressions. They change yeah. um, really well. They float my penis a lot. 
this part too. here too. Yeah, it's cool. Let's just hear some of those harmonies quick again. You mean you and me? Yeah. Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. It's a little, a little long. Um, I mean, if you if you want something shorter, then. So the, I mean, you you got to give Tom some credit. Yeah, that he is. That's great. That's fast as fuck. Yeah, this is uh, roses are red. Yep, I am into it. This yes. is more like ninety pound wuss. So I thought this song was punk AF back <laughs> in the day because uh-huh. in my mind, I mean, like I think at this point, up until this point, it was probably the shortest and fastest punk song I've ever heard. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, it's short and it's super fast. I'm <laughs> right. like, that's punk. That, well, yeah. That's punk AF. Can't argue with that. No, but it's, it's, and like, it's got the, uh, you know, cramming as many words as you can <laughs> yeah. into one line. And yeah, I think when I, heard like 90 pound west and mxpx combined this is a little more what i imagined like okay it pushing mxpx into a little more aggressive yeah direction um so i yeah generally these style of songs are my favored ones on the record i would say okay i can i can uh get down with that this next song is a little little tough for me to get down with <laughs> yep Sitting in my classroom trying to do my homework when this girl sat right in front of me. So this is the first of the sexist songs on <laughs> yeah. the record. Kind of weird. Um, I don't, yeah. I mean, like you were saying, I think it was just generally the kind of songs on this record were like not really my thing. Like they were saying right. that we were like writing songs about the beach and girls or whatever. Right. And I don't think this like shocked me that much as a kid, maybe because I was in school and it didn't seem that weird. Yeah. But now like it's kind of a regrettable title and course now that no, I mean, they were like in their early twenties at this point, they weren't really like in high school. Yeah. They were, I think Um, they were 20. So it's like a little bit weird. He gives her measurements. It's a little weird for him. Yeah. (laughs) So first off, I at 30, at 13, I had, didn't know what 36, 24, 36 meant. Do you know why I knew? <laughs> why? From the Violent Femme song, 36, okay. 24, 36. Okay. That's a good song. <laughs> um, so I wasn't listening to the Violent Femmes. Oh, I was too... You should too, do a deep dive. I was too sheltered. 
But also it was like he wanted to get on the floor with her. I'm like, <laughs> do you what did he want to do down there? Did he want sex on the floor? Did he want to like put a carpet in? Or? I did. <laughs> <laughs> you want to like, yeah. Play marbles? Or? Yeah. Play some jacks? <laughs> You know, want to play some, just do some hopscotch, get some, get my sidewalk chalk. Um, so I was just, I was really naive, but also, um, this is also something else that's kind of weird. Like, like giving like a high school girl an hourglass figure (laughs) is also kind of weird. Yeah. Like they're, you know, pubescent children growing up and you're like wanting to give them a body of a, you know, grown mature woman. It's a little weird. It is a little weird. Um, Um, but it's also, that's what my note says. Kind of a weird song. Uh, and I also noted that it's the first song to mention a girl being clean. Yeah. Um, also weird. Also weird. Um, this this comes up in in some future songs, yeah. but like meaning she's like showered and different than <laughs> a dirty, dirty punk. Yeah. Is are they going for some sort of like dirty clean duality here? Well, I think so. Later, Lisa's clean follows right. immediately after Dirty Punk. Right. So I mean, there's something going on. Yep. So let's go from one sexist song to the next. <laughs> DDF. Or um, as, well, we'll get there. much the whole song i like Um, it musically i like it musically too a lot bummer lyrically (laughs) um ddf sounds a bit too close to dtf (laughs) yeah but we know it stands for this is the in fact there's a little Mike Stillery corner, a little bit. Huh? Yeah. On the course there. Distance distortion factor. <laughs> Let's go. Um, it's, uh, it <clears throat> is, you know, just, it's a fun song. Like, again, musically, but it's like, it's also not the first song where they're just straight up objectifying people. Yeah. I mean, that is the, 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 the crux of this song. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Hey, before you 
you know, look at the bait. The bait, yeah. <laughs> You have to get up close and yeah. look and make sure they're actually not an uggo. Or a dude. That would be the worst possible outcome. <laughs> the worst possible outcome. You know, and that to me is like, is this like low-key homophobic? I think so. You know, like... He's like, oh, no, it's a dude. Does that mean I'm gay? Oh, no. <laughs> what could possibly <laughs> worse than being gay? Um, I think I would like it better with Mike singing on the verses, too. There's something about his voice that reminds me a little Giddy of the Tom doing the Clash cover. <laughs> Where it's just kind of flat and vulgar. <laughs> Mike sounding good. But... Yeah. It's just a little bit like I don't believe what you're saying. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> com- commit to it. It reminds me a little bit of. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I always try and throw in some harmonies. I know. I during appreciate that, part. that. That's good. There was this. Um, there were these commercials for Camp Snoopy, the theme park at the Mall of America when I was growing up. Sick. And it would be like Charlie Brown singing songs about the new rides they had. And one of them was about the Mighty Axe Ride, which was later shut down because a kid died on it. Oh, but, shit. <laughs> I think. Oh, my God. But um, anyway, in the commercial, they were like, it's, it was What I Like About You. And it was like, what I like about you, the new Mighty Axe Ride will spin you around every which way. <laughs> and it sounds like exactly like the flat <laughs> delivery of this song. And it just <laughs> immediately makes me think of a Snoopy commercial. Anyway. Um, so you're saying that... This whimsical Snoopy commercial about a ride in the Mall of America <laughs> murdered a kid. Well, the ad itself did not, but I believe Snoopy didn't personally <laughs> was a hold dark a pillow. Special. <laughs> um, that's in the that's in the Thanksgiving one. Um, yeah, I think buries I, the body under the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> Snoopy, <laughs> not again. Woodstock is like. The fall guy And it's like No it was this fucking bird <laughs> um, we've, we've gone off to do that here. I think um, Yeah I think I think something bad Happened with the kid On that ride Anyway That's too bad I like the ending here Where it goes into The double time With the hardcore yeah. Chord progression Yeah it's pretty um, sick It's uh, Yeah Yeah Oh shit Get that pit <laughs> Let's open up that pit yeah. Um Ooh. Don't need any DDF to see that that, <laughs> that that ending is good. Yep. Anyway. <coughs> oh, John. You, did you come down with something? I think I did. I, oh, man. I think I came down with a case of... You're the kiddies. I can't tell by kidding you. You're the kiddies. There's nothing you can do. You're Just wanted to get to that little guitar <laughs> lick good. there. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, fun and fast. Fun and fast. Like it. Um, yeah, it's 
it's sort of a forgettable song to me. Definitely. It's not, it's not like one of the highlights on the record. Um, but my buddy who introduced me to them, it, it's weird. Like I, I, I don't know if he was like just trying to give me shit or like trying to push me or something, but, um, like he had the record, but he was also was saying how, the Cooties were ripping off the Ramones because they all used the last name Cootie and sure. they were also ripping off Screeching Weasel, you know, because it was Ben Weasel and, you know, just like... Can you be ripping off both of them? Like, Well, I mean, just like they were using that yeah. same sort of... I don't, even, I don't even know what you would call that, but like that whole concept of... Right. You know, like the Huntingtons too. Huntingtons were right. around That's before. What I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you can really claim to be ripping it off when a lot of bands <clears throat> did that. Well, I I don't know if were like the Ramones guys. were the Ramones the first to do it. I mean, of the punk world, perhaps. I mean, maybe the I don't know. Do the monkeys have some monkey names in there. I don't think no, so. They didn't. Davy Jones monkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> Davy monkey. There may yeah. have been some earlier iterations of that. Yeah, in the know, punk world. That's it was. Um, Paul Beadle, John Beadle, right. Ringo Beadle, and, yeah. uh, and yeah. Giles Beadle. <laughs> yes. Giles O'Beadle. Yeah. Giles O'Beadle. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> what you hate, you're out. Two different dudes. Yep. Um, it's my number three. Interesting. You know, this could have made my list. It was between this and another song. Yeah. Um, so I guess this would make it be my number four. Yeah. Uh, so why? What's? What I, just, like? I mean, again, fun and fast. But I like the, I think it's the chorus that really seals it when it's both of them. Yeah. Like he starts the chorus, I'm like, this is cool. But then he's like, the what? Go away. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm on board now. Yeah. This is, I'm into it. I am into it as well. Um, so let's. Let's get real um, dirty. Yeah. Well, oh, it's one more thing oh, I was going to say was uh, that it's, it's funny that, is this your, you've only named your. Two, two and three, yeah. Two and three. So both of them are, um, kind of the "fuck you" parent songs. Yes, <laughs> I don't. That wasn't lost on me. <laughs> it's like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, you don't understand. You don't understand, me. mom. <laughs> it says, "This says Mike Carrera written all over it." <laughs> mm-hmm. No one understands. Love that vein. Ooh. Distortion. Oh, dirty bass.
Just one moment, please. <laughs> I go to work, work at a punk store, live in apartments, sleep on the punk floor. I am a punk, I'm in a punk band. When I eat breakfast, I eat the punk brand. I'm a dirty punk. So, John, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Um, what is the most punk brand of <laughs> breakfast cereal? Of breakfast cereal? That's a good question. Maybe it's like grape nuts because it's just like there's there's nothing there's no sweetened up anything. It's yeah, it's just, just like just throws life at you, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say something like I don't know, like uh, you know, there there are all there are all sorts of uh, serial characters that are like you know fucking drugged out they're all like you know the the tricks rabbit and sure. and toucan sam like these are all these really weird i don't know i, I would say maybe like captain crunch is probably it's definitely he's a, pirate punk. He's, he's a pirate punk for yeah, sure. shanghai and shanghai definitely he is he is the mike moen of cereals <laughs> Oh man, I would love it if they did a new Captain Crunch campaign where he was just like, "Whoa, get my Captain Crunch!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, get my Crunch Barrett. <laughs> this is a good bit. This is a great bit. <laughs> I uh, I think maybe it's Honeycomb because that guy is on drugs. I did a deep dive into. Oh what the? Oh yeah, you. I remember you <laughs> I posted about this. I was for what, some reason. What's his name? <laughs> Again? Crazy Craving was the mascot for Honeycomb. Because <laughs> yep. I saw a box of Honeycomb and I remembered, Honeycomb, Honeycomb, me want Honeycomb. <laughs> yeah, he's, I was like, did I dream that? Yeah, he's on meth. And I, he's definitely on meth. <laughs> I found the Wikipedia entry of course. <laughs> for uh, Honeycomb, which says, <laughs> In 1995, a mascot, Crazy Craving, was introduced as a wild-haired marsupial character <laughs> who rapidly craves Honeycomb cereal. Its catchphrase was, me want Honeycomb. The name Crazy Craving means that the character is the persona of of hunger. <laughs> anyway, mm. I just he might be he might be like the hardcore uh, breakfast cereal. Maybe so. That's, <laughs> anyway, yeah. The song is my number one, by the way. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I thought maybe it would be yours too. This is the this is the one song on the album I super love. Interesting. Yeah. Um, th- I, this will be. This will be the one episode no where we have no crossovers. Yeah. Interesting. Cooties. Taking yeah. us apart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is our last episode. I, think I don't so. know if we, know we came we down with the case of cooties permanently <laughs> and we will be closing up shop. You you sleep on the plunk punk floor and yeah. and I'm just clean. <laughs> right. Um, this is 
a another unfortunate re- <laughs> re- potentially regrettable song. I don't I don't totally understand the I message don't, here. Because he knows that he she could be dirty, but he's but she's clean. celebrating that she's clean, or just observing the and fact she's that she's not clean. mean. No, she's got purple underwear. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> he said that that she don't care. Is there something um, about having purple underwear that implies that you give zero fucks about it's stuff? Like, Throwing off society's <laughs> just shackles. Like, it's like, wait a minute, underwear. you're not just wearing regular boring underwear. I think um, it's all uh, just supposed to be a goof, I believe. Yeah, but, but the the whole clean, dirty it's thing, weird. It's, it seems a little forced. Yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah, it's Lisa's clean and no cure for the cooties are uh, the couple, the two songs so far that I'm just like, yeah, it's they're okay. Sure. Um, yeah, this feels very on the cover to me. Like it's got that kind of fifties yeah. style. I part of me wonders if they if they've tried to go with some of that aesthetic based on the like the I cover so. and yeah and everything. But it's harmonies and yeah. Dudes love Coke. Yeah, they do. Um, and you know, nothing says nothing says being punk like shamelessly plugging a multi-billion-dollar corporation that is spout on an album that espouses punk ethics. Uh, much like Wanted did on Poconancha. They uh, plug an aspirin. <laughs> well, no, he says she buys him a Coke. Oh, that's true. They just love Coke. They love Coke. Uh, they do one... thank Coke in the in the. Thanks, yeah, they're like, let's see, what are they, uh, oh, I don't have it. Thank, oh. thank you, Jesus, and also thank you. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, they're, the cooties would like to thank, and they have, uh, they have Coke. Thank you. Coke. Coke. Uh, I remember this one very strongly for some reason. I don't know why this is, like, one of the standout ones that I remember. I also but. remember the really weird burp at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's like, burp. Coke. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh. Yep, fine. Now, <laughs> on to the song that John hates the most. <laughs> Ugh, what garbage. I have a couple 
thoughts about this version. Mm-hmm. So this has the the outro that they play, it seems, during live shows. At least they have played this version of the song hmm. on where they have the... Like a different uh, ending? Yeah, well, they have... Right, right, right. Yeah. Where they have that yeah, that yeah. ending, which was on, I'm pretty sure was on at the show and Left Coast Live. I think you're right. Yep. And it's not, this is not the version that they do for... No, just fades out, right? Buffalo, right. That just fades out. And I think that, uh, I think Steve Kravak helped really tighten up that, tighten up the song. Because um, they, I think he chopped like 40 seconds off of it. Hmm. Uh, let's see on, it's only, it's 2:40 on Buffalo and uh, like close to 30 seconds, uh, off the, off the song. So Samurai Steve yep. chopping him up. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he has no know, time for that. He, he, he's got, he's got shit to do. He's got snakes to look at. <laughs> he's got <or> whatever. <laughs> he's he like got, he gotta go, he's gotta go crazy. He's got a. We, we still have no answers as to what Mike was talking yeah. about. It's like, Steve. let us know. Yeah, Kravak went crazy during during recording of Buffalo. That Moon knows. Her boy Mooney. Um, so, um, since you're bringing up our boy Mooney, mm-hmm. um, weird uh, rumor mm-hmm. that uh, I ha- we had a, a new listener uh, reach out to reach out to us I've been emailing with this dude Paul hmm. uh, shout out to our boy Paul he is working through the early episodes hmm. he's good luck he, to you yeah he's still uh, he was when he first emailed uh, emailed us he was on he'd finished ever passing moment okay so he's got his work cut Five out hours for him. Left. yeah he but he had mentioned some random rumor that I had never heard before that that Tom didn't record any of the guitars until the ever passing moment. Huh. Um like who was doing it? Mike. Oh. And that he even said that they were gonna get Stefan Edgerton to record the guitars on the ever passing moment. Fascinating. Um and I was like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, he, uh, uh, to Tom's, you know, point, he admits like, yeah, he started off as a drummer and, um, but he was also playing all the live shows. Um, so like, yeah. why wouldn't he, but anyway, I reached out to Bob Moon and uh. I was like, here's a guy who can, <laughs> Put this one to bed. And he's like, he's like, no, Tom, record the guitars. <laughs> he's like, okay, cool. See you later. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Interesting rumor. Yeah. Um, here, uh, were you done with? No, that? that's that. Okay. That was. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question. As I was listening to "I'm Okay, Okay," I was like, does this sound different from the other songs on the record? Like, does it feel set apart, or is it just that? we now know it in a different context. Like, I don't know. Part of me feels like the harmonies in the, the chorus. High, the high harmonies. Well, we now know the high harmonies that apparently Tom can achieve from the live show. Cause whenever I hear those now, I just hear the, Wah! 
Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds amazing. Um, but I think the harmonies on the choruses feel a little more cootie-ish than MXPX-ish. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. And so it's cool that they kind of brought that into their sound. But for me, this, I don't know. I don't know that I would necessarily listen to this set of songs and be like, that's the one. That's the one that we got to, you know what I mean? I don't know. But that, the, the crossover, you mean the, from, yeah, if you were going to take these 19 songs or 18 in an outro. I mean, yeah, maybe I could see it having the most sort of potential as a breakout hit. I guess I could see that, but Anyway, sure. Just something interesting to consider. Yeah, this is like ninety-eight breakout hit. Right. Not. Yeah, this is. Uh, I don't know. I I li- I think I like the song more than I think you do. You do, but yeah, I don't dislike it. I just yeah. But you know what they don't like? <laughs> Pick it up. Run your suspenders, bro. Pick it up. You're skanking over here. silly i i i legitimately enjoy this song though it's fun but it's very silly <laughs> it's very silly the my favorite part is the whoa <laughs> yeah no <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, It has to be like tongue in cheek, I assume. But the distinctions he's making did seem like really important as a teenager. Yeah. (laughs) We don't wear Nikes. Well, every, this whole album is black and white. Everything is like dirty, clean, Uh jocks and punks, Uh you know, uh, you know, ugly, ugly chicks and like hot dudes that you think are chicks. Um, Yeah. But you know, I listening to this this past week. I don't know. Hey, uh, Danny Leary, here's a here's a free meme for you. Um, I didn't know if I would be able to pull this off or if this would work. But I was thinking about doing a mashup of the Jocks Don't Like Us with the Rolling Strong music video with the Cops Don't Like Us, okay. and have like them like. You know, push. You know, but I didn't know if people would be yeah. like, "Is this <laughs> like an an, is this anti-cop?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Like without knowing Blue that's like bro. this is the this is a cooties reference. But right. I don't know. Maybe Danny Leary has a, a more steady hand. Sure, where he sure. Can, he can come up with come up with something for that. We don't wear nightsticks. <laughs> uh, the, well. the 
that's yeah. The ska sound is interesting. Yep. They actually say "pick it up," which is uh, unique for an experience. Well, they say "pick it up." <laughs> right. They don't. They. But okay. Anyway, I have one more uh, uh, story that I how I relate to this song. I don't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, remember, remind me if I did. How I wrote a. A, a article in my school newspaper um, about how when our football team won the state championship, and I wrote this article about how um, everybody was losing their minds about the the, the football team winning. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, our academic clubs have been mm. going to state for years, and our the, our no, science Olympiad and our marching band, and and so me and somebody else wrote an article pointing out this the uh discrepancy or the or the um the what's the word I'm looking hypocrisy for hypocrisy or, or just like uh, the the ways that we're like oh let's focus all disparity yeah the disparity maybe between uh our academic sure and our sports and it pissed a lot <laughs> of people off i could see that and i had football players like telling me they're going to kick my ass and they're like <laughs> like what has this kid ever done and let's do some more math nerd boy <laughs> yeah jokes on you i suck at math <laughs> so um i heavily related to the <laughs> jocks not liking me yeah um but anyway again funny that they're like in their early 20s <laughs> talking about jocks and stuff yep. but yep it's a teenage album. Yeah, it, it is. It is. We've, Which is also kind of why um, it's funny listening to Mike sing, even sing songs from like uh-huh. life in general. Or it's right, like, right. you know, <laughs> you were a little guy. He's not quite a little boy, but he's 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 a big boy now. He's a big boy. This is my number three. Wow. Okay, wait. Have you said all three? Yes. What was your number one? Blank. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Blank, Mike's Waiting, and I Want the World. This is Giles' emo corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's the drums yeah. rule yeah, they're, they're, on this song. They're good. And there's so many there's so many movements. Like now like it goes 
Yeah. This little shredding. Yeah. It's fun to hear Mike doing it. Yeah. So, uh, I hear Tom played this in the studio. <laughs> I heard that was uh, Stefan Edgerton. Yeah. He laid that down. <laughs> no, it's good. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. That's all. I mean, this song's, this song's fucking it's awesome. Not, it's not in my time. Uh, listen to this. <laughs> Just like... I do like it. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, it's it's genius. It's genius. <laughs> Ooh, more distortion. Yeah. Deadbeat. Chip. Pick it up. song has too long of an intro it is kind of weird (laughs) how is this not in your top three it should be right it's about hating parents Dad, <laughs> you don't get it. You don't understand, man. She's 36, 24, 36, mom. I'm trying to get on the floor. She's so clean. I'm trying to take the D train to Bone Town. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's so clean. <laughs> she's got purple underwear. Gonna, Nobody wait, understands. How do you know the color of her Ooh, undergarments? Oh, boy. That's, that is an actual question. <laughs> um, this so is a fun song. So here's the. <laughs> okay, so we got. Um, Lisa now added to the list yeah. of people that. I wonder if she's real. I wonder if Lisa's mm, real. Let's find and out. And if there's a story behind the purple underwear. I can only assume. I can I mean, let's hope that <laughs> she wasn't in high school at the time. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. Um. Yeah, that's that one. <laughs> Beach party. This sounds like a fun song. Yeah. Hey, baby, want to go to the movies? Beach party, beach party, beach party, yeah. Beach party, beach party, beach party, yeah. We're at the beach. The chicks are day. I feel swell. I said, well, what the hell? Then I was young and well. This is um, the song where I feel like they actually are kind of leaning into that '50s surf rock vibe, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the that surf guitar <clears throat> reverby sound. Yep. Um, but you know the the guitar and the bass lines in the song are great. But I, it was just another one of those pearl clutching moments for me <laughs> when I was like, 
And but at least it wasn't things. Mike saying Yeah, I don't know how they do things in 90 pound wuss, but an MXPX, <laughs> we would never. We would, I would never. Um, if I go back in time with the self-titled album, give it to myself and Mike talking about a goddamn refrigerator. What would you do? I would, I would. <laughs> Sell that CD. Uh, yep. I would <laughs> no longer be clean. I would <laughs> shit my purple underwear. <laughs> yep. Um, John, do you want, do you like songs about the beach? <laughs> well. Cause there's another one. But now the beach sucks. Yep. Bummer. <laughs> Ugly w- <laughs> girls with cellulite. Yeah, <laughs> they make me scared to sleep at night. I, yeah. I don't know if he was like getting out his demons <laughs> or like this was different lyricists running things or if maybe it was all just very tongue in cheek, but like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a tough look. Yeah. It, it is not a good look for our dudes. No, no. Yeah. I don't, uh, I mean, here's the thing. When I was 13 or 14, I was like 100% co-signing all of this. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I was not I was not getting upset about you know him talking about ugly girls at the beach or like you know thinking a girl was a dude and being like <laughs> right. or a dude was a girl and being like <gasps> yeah. You know, so I Sure. But you know, everything in they're hindsight. They're just having a goof. They're just having a goof. Just goofy dudes having a laugh. <laughs> just having a laugh at the ugly chicks, yep. bunch of uggos on the beach. Nothing ever goes wrong when it's just a bunch of young white dudes having a goof. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I will say, like, thematically, I like this one <laughs> over the previous beach song in terms of just, like, <laughs> it's negative. <laughs> yeah. And I like Mike's vocals better. Yeah. I, um, um, I do... I do like the um, the thought of Mike going back to the beach with his kids uh-huh. and some punk kids being like, stupid kids, get the get fuck out of here. You're ruining my beach time. Ruining my Kentucky beach. <laughs> it's an old school uh, uh, reference there. There we go. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> not only is it. Uh, the wrong lyric that you're referencing. <laughs> do you want to cut? Do you, okay, it's a deep cut. Yeah, no. I'm okay, not explain, explain it. it. <laughs> if you don't get the, all right. I want this hardcore mic scream. Love it. Yep. Bitch sucks. Hey, pass me some of those pork rinds. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> and then the last full song.
that's another one where it takes a real long time for the vocals to come in. <laughs> yep. actually really like this song yeah i like it too i like the vocals yeah i don't know who that is it's uh i think it's i think it's giles no the other guy dale let us know what you think <laughs> listeners is, perhaps you have let's a get him on picture. the pod yeah get him on the let's pod. get let's get uh giles and dale and then we can talk all kinds of uh cooties lore i wonder what those dudes are up to I know that um, Jeff Suffering from 90 Pound West like, became a pastor yeah. at a church. Yeah. Uh, Mark Driscoll's church, I think. Yikes. Nothing um, Nothing wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> I could be totally wrong. Actually, wait. Mark Driscoll, was he Seattle? Oh, I don't remember. I got to Google some Yeah, things. before you start bus tossing our <laughs> yeah, boy sorry. Jeff Suffering. Um, anyway, it would be cool, as I have been beating the drum from the beginning, the tour that I want is a reunited 90 Pound Wuss touring um with mxpx 100 percent. and uh i think you know if that were to happen they could play some cootie songs in that between would be, sets that would be tight i mean come on let's make it happen people yeah yes yeah, mars hill get, is in seattle by the way so. okay get some uh leases clean <laughs> right. get some jocks don't like us <laughs> any songs about cellulite um in on mm. and i'm throwing down <laughs> on orange starburst that's right while we hit this outro. What's Nesky all over those symbols? That's right. Symbol Nesky. Symbies. Uh, that's yeah. the cooties. That's cooties. One and done, album-wise. We, we played house. We did. Mm-hmm. We got the cooties. There's, There's no, no cure. cure. Um, yeah, it's fun. I don't know. what. It, how did you feel revisiting for this app? Um, you going to throw it back in the regular rotation? Probably not going to be in the regular rotation. No. Um, I found myself being a little bit like, I'm okay with <laughs> The You're amount okay. of times I've listened to it recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh It's nice to revisit every once in a while. Yeah, definitely. It's it was fun to hear. Yeah, a little nostalgia. If you have um, strong feelings about the cooties, let us know. Let us know. But we're not quite done. Nope. <laughs> because we need to hear the original demo version. So good. Um false. <laughs> <laughs> it is so some dude posted this on YouTube, and he said he had some, like, real player 
version of it <laughs> and the audio quality is just abysmal <laughs> um so it's like imagine a whole album's worth of material compressed into like a single file <laughs> that was already a shitty recording to begin with mm. then put on youtube then me downloading it it's so there's this weird music at the at the beginning and then it gets into the album This is great stuff. It's your favorite song, bro. Sounds pretty good. Dirty bass. It's dirty indeed. Still sounds good. And there's also like <clears throat> these weird skips throughout the uh-huh. album. Like it, it, it just does not, it does not sound great. But so the, the original demo uh, has dirty punk, Lisa's clean beach party. Now the beach sucks. Mike's waiting Coke song. What you hate. I want the world an unreleased song called wonder why uh, jocks don't like us and deadbeat. So, um, any of those that you want to hear with this pristine quality? I don't know. I feel like that was the one to hear really rough and dirty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what about the unreleased song? Let's see what that is at. Yeah. Let's play a little bit of that. This is different from the other. Yep. Okay. I don't know how you can make heads or tails of any of this. It just sounds... Yeah. The drums are, like, barely... <laughs> They're barely there. Oh, man. Yeah. It takes me back. Shitty sounding. Yeah. <laughs> what do you... grimy punk. What do you mean? <laughs> we need. Do we need to hear... We need to hear some, uh... Well, Tiger well, that, Jack. That's when we were in the real stewed. We had some... Ooh, see that sounds that's gold right there. No, this Shh. is <laughs> Yes. <laughs> ring ding 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 ding. <laughs> Octave L E S. I no, this was in an actual studio. We need a tiger jack <laughs> and cooties. <laughs> I'm into that. I'll be John Cootie. Yeah. <laughs> um I think <laughs> We did just so many just terrible recordings, though. 
This is almost there. <laughs> but we did worse than that. The drums. Blue. You can hear the yeah, drums, yeah. though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, we need to play the song Too Late, which was off the I'm Your Biggest Fan uh, comp. I hate punks. <laughs> I like to grab them by the ears and puke in their faces. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm into it. You're into it. It didn't really do anything for me. I think it's fun. Yeah, it just sounds a little uh, unfinished <laughs> yes. or little demo-y. Yeah. I think a little rough. It's kind of in keeping with some of the Cooties songs vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a period of time where I was like, you know, if I'd pick up some seven inch or something in high school and the sound quality was terrible, but it was hardcore. It was like, almost like this gives it more cred. It sounds rough. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that was my thinking when I, when I heard roses are red, right. I'm like, Oh, it's fast and short. And <laughs> they're tearing know. up the system. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you tear the system down. That's right. You sing about girls quickly. Uh, right. We all know that. Uh, that's the cooties. It's cooties, the coots. Um, so next week, as has been the case for a while, <laughs> yeah. we're just sort of like, know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're going to start getting into the non, yeah, the non MXPX stuff. So we're going to cover some Arthur. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover some tumble down. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some more interviews mm-hmm. we have a couple on the chamber that's right that um we are planning so there are those to look forward to when those happen we have some uh some documentary reviews perhaps perhaps we'll see we'll see perhaps a um we did talk about wanting to do a uh a trip to um a Christian bookstore. That's right. We got to do that. <laughs> we got to do that. Um, we got a Christmas episode coming up. We got the Christmas app. And you know what makes, you know, the holiday season is upon us. Yes. What makes a great Christmas gift? <laughs> Signing up <laughs> the PX Punk in your life for that Magnified Pod Patreon. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Just get the, 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 <laughs> magnified pod lover in your life the the gift that they'll they'll never they'll forget shrug at and be like why <laughs> well i'll tell like, you why i'll tell you why you got you got bonus content over there so oh, yeah you got unedited episodes oh shit with some little messages just for you maybe yeah maybe you got uh behind the scenes action mm-hmm. what else you got we Gonna get some. I don't know what else do we got on. <laughs> Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Draw your picture. <laughs> yeah. We can. Uh, depending on how much you w- want to spend, I mean, got you, some different tiers. Got some different tiers. You know, you can just 
send us a buck and be added to our Patreon punks list. That's right. You can get our uh, our old old music. Get mm. some, you can get some Tiger Jack. Got a little music. taste right there, but got that could little, be yours. Got a little tasty taste. Um, you suck on that. Uh, <laughs> Puke in your face with it. <laughs> yeah, got some patron only polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, deciding some future apps, some patron only hangouts. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could be uh, a guest on the pod. That's right. You know, Dan, Danny, Danny, uh, done that, Danny stares. Danny, St- well, yeah, Daniel Leary's already yeah. been on the pod, but uh, Starrett's pretty much a guest on the pod with all the goddamn voicemails <laughs> yeah, he leaves. That's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, for real, if you um, even want to throw a dollar a month our way, it would be a help to keep this project going. Yep. And uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to say? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think we've. I think we've covered the coots, the cooters. Well, I'm not gonna. Don't want (laughs) to cover the coot and cover that that coot. If you need to cover your coot, yeah, with your purple underwear, we don't want (laughs) to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yep. Uh, Rate and review us, and subscribe if you would wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. You can leave us a voicemail at eight seven two seven six two four seven six three. And leave 19 voicemails <laughs> with every single thought you have throughout the episode. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, email us, magnifiedpod.gmail.com. Yes. I think that's all the things. Yeah, that's all of it. Well, on the next episode, we're not totally sure what we'll be doing, but whatever it is, it'll be about time for podcasts at our house, and it wouldn't be the same without you. So join us, won't you? Hey John, I got my checkerboard shoes. Ooh, I got my dickies. Yeah, got my suspendies. Chain hanging. Got my flat cap. us we don't like nightsticks <laughs> they turn on the lights they throw us in the back <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>